RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. Okay, Tuesday morning here at RCR, two features. On a Tuesday, we have, a bit later on, Stephen Sykes with Tech Tuesday. And our other Tuesday feature is Tim Wilms, uh, beaming in from Melbourne, Victoria, from the unshackled.net. Tim, welcome back to RCR. Nice to have you. Oh, great to be here, Paul, on this uh, great week uh, for Australia, uh, because uh, all uh, Australian states voted no uh, to the Aboriginal all, all and the voice. Yes, including Victoria. I'm a proud Victorian. How did that happen? Well, because the Australian people, uh, they, for multiple of reasons, uh, obviously the, the narrative that was put forward uh, by uh, some of the, the mainstream media, particularly our taxpayer-funded ABC and National right. Indigenous uh, TV was that uh, Australians fell for mis and disinformation. Oh, no, yeah. Uh, but uh, when uh, Jacinta Price and Warren Mundine, uh, uh, two the two leading no advocates, both of Indigenous heritage, uh, Jacinta Price sums it up well that it wasn't a campaign of mis disinformation; it was a campaign of no information because Anthony Albanese said, "I will sort out how the voice will actually work after it's inserted into." Yeah, There's an interesting way of doing it, and yeah. all the 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 polls, which were pretty spot on. Uh, obviously, there was all this denial from the the yes campaign or the the polls. They're they're fake. Uh, they only call people on landlines. Oh, there's going to be. They always say thing. that. They always say that when the polls don't go the the way that they're hoping. The focus yep. groups said that they gave several reasons that they didn't want to divide the country along lines of race uh, because it would have given those Australians with Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander heritage, even those like Ray Martin, a television presenter once yep. Aboriginal yeah. extra rights, that they didn't understand the voice. And Ray Martin, again, he said, oh, I, if you don't know, uh, 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 then find out. Uh, otherwise, you're a dinosaur or a dickhead. But there was, oh, nice. how can okay. you find out what is not there. This is why Jacinda Price called it a campaign of no information. And so that was a common reason also that uh, most Australians are focused on the cost of living crisis. And also uh, there is a lot of uh, distrust of government after the COVID era, uh, where Obviously, uh, the the governments uh, abused uh, the 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 trust uh, that a lot of Australians initially gave them uh, to protect them uh, from COVID, and I think there was also uh, the last reason I mentioned. That's that's just some of the anecdotal feedback that I got, and also that there was a lot of people saying we've already done so much for the Aboriginals, we give them. $40 billion uh, from the federal government every year. Uh, it hasn't helped. It's the same people who have administered this money with no impact in closing the gap who uh, now want to, are putting forward this voice and will likely be the people who would have sat on the voice. And obviously in a cost of living crisis, there was a lot of people saying, what about us? What about the rest of Australia? We're yeah, fair struggling enough. as well. I'm interested how much was spent on the yes campaign and how much was spent on the no 
Well, the cost of the referendum uh, that uh, obviously to employ the Australian Electoral Commission mail out uh, the referendum booklet, which I've got a copy here, which uh, your audience can't see because it's radio. It had a a section from the the official yes campaign and no uh, campaign. And uh, so in total, it was 450 million Australian dollars that uh, has wow. been wasted. And that is actually more than uh, our former Premier, Dan Andrews, uh, wasted to not put on the Commonwealth Games in okay. six. Uh, the Yes campaign, they had a war chest of $100 million, uh, which they spent on the, obviously, the the most uh, r- memorable ad is the the John Farnham, You're the Voice Yep, yep. Ad. The official no campaign only had $13 million. Uh, the, there was obviously huge corporate uh, support on the yes side, uh, which they were okay, okay at. Uh, but uh, when uh, Clive Palmer and uh, Gina Reinhart, when they uh, were putting their, putting their might behind the no campaign, that was apparently bad corporate influence. Okay, yep, yep. Um, I I can tell you at Wellington Airport the other day, I saw a Qantas plane with the Yes decal on it. Yes, and there was a, a, in the Australian this morning, there was a a South Australian Labor right figure who said that that was an absolute disaster for Albanese uh, to to beat a press conference with Joyce uh, unveiling that Qantas plane talking up Qantas's support, given all the scandals that were going on, and uh, he couldn't help himself. Anthony Albanese uh, spruik the celebrity endorsements, the endorsements of uh, sports stars. In the the final week, we had the Collingwood Premiership captain Darcy Moore say on ABC Radio National that he was uh, voting yes. Uh, Patricia Carvellis, who's the host of uh, Radio National. Breakfast. She is uh, one of the absolute worst when it came to uh, bias in favour of the voice. Uh, she always berated, you know, questioning no advocates and gave yes advocates a a free pass. And she accused Warren Mundine uh, of spreading misinformation uh, to. And he said, "You don't. I don't accept the premise of your question." So she is was the absolute worse during the campaign so i think it's important to shame her uh, to your new zealand audience yeah so are the abc because they're so high profile are they having trouble getting their heads around this are they in some sort of derangement syndrome well it was already present on the night and they obviously have uh, several uh, indigenous reporters and there was one who was on abc insiders the next day who uh, sh- what she said to the to the panel because uh, the narrative that uh, the uh, the the aboriginals those with aboriginal heritage i should say who were in favor of yes is that that they claim that australia voting no i was voting against aboriginal australians which is just not true uh, so she said on the panel uh, she said that uh, this being so categorically rejected by all Australians, it will change the way Indigenous Australians want to interact with the rest of the com- country. It will change whether kindness is the best 
approach. Uh, she claims, and I would dispute this claim, uh, she she claims that Indigenous Australians uh, have pulled in their rage, rage, pulled in their sadness, and constantly use language of generosity. After this, I think there will be a generation of leaders who have been burnt and won't be interested in doing that anymore. And uh, they uh, will think about uh, how they uh, deal with, quote, the Australian regime. Oh, my God. So they've doubled down with the separatism. And that, that's they- just an opinion, really, isn't it? No, uh, they, they still have the, the same rights under Australian law. No, no, and- but the, whoever was saying that, that they were just, that, that, that's nothing official. There's not, not based on anything. It's just someone riffing their opinion, isn't it? But it's obviously a commonly held view amongst uh, the obviously the a, the ABC crowd and the the Aboriginal elite. Yeah, and we've had uh, we had Anthony Albanese address the the country on referendum night, saying that he accepted uh, the 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 verdict of the Australian people, uh, but he still had no regrets about uh, putting Australia through this referendum process. 450 million, no regrets. Well, he says that, oh, this is what uh, First Nations uh, uh, people uh, requested of us through the Uluru Statement of the Heart, from the heart, which is, he's, he's pumped up to basically godlike status that was signed by 250 Aboriginals in 2017, only uh, 250 and say so with the uh the uluru dialogues and the referendum working group anthony albanese he basically refused to compromise on any of what they demanded from the uluru statement from the heart i it was basically it was basically because if we're it, there's all there's this continued talk about treaties. Uh, so uh, Victoria, under a uh, new uh, Premier Jacinta Allen, uh, she uh, she is still going to pursue a, a treaty uh, with uh, Indigenous Victorians through the taxpayer funded uh, First Peoples Assembly. So is uh, Labor's Anastasia Palaszczuk in Queensland, even though uh, Queensland recorded the highest no vote and the Labor South Australian Premier Peter Malinowskis is still going to have a a state-based voice. Uh, so, Isn't this, uh, you know, at a state level going against the people, really? It is. I, I should run through as the, the, the cold hard votes. Uh, for yeah, let's, your, let's do that, for, yeah. So the national vote, uh, so there is a 78.8% counted. So obviously there is still uh, postals and uh, absentee votes to count, or as you in New Zealand call them, special votes. Uh, So currently no is sitting at 60.7%. So that's 8.37 million votes. And yes is at 39.3%, which is uh, 5.2 million uh, so New South Wales at the moment is roughly uh, 60% no, uh, 40% yes. Victoria is 45% yes, 55% no. Tasmania is roughly 40% yes, 60% no. South Australia, 35% yes, 65% no. Well, let's speak th- for South Australia. That sounds like the the biggest margin, is it? I'm second guessing. No, que- uh, Queensland. Uh, so oh, they were 31%. Gotcha. Yeah. 
yes, 69% no, and and Western Australia, 36% yes, and uh, 63%, sorry, 64% no. The Northern Territory, where the most amount, which has the highest proportion of Indigenous Australians living there, they voted no, uh, 60.5% uh, to 39.5%. Yes. The only uh, jurisdiction that voted yes was the Australian Capital Territory, 60% yes. Okay. So why why them? Uh, because they live in the Canberra bubble, uh, which is, it's become part of the Australian vernacular. Uh, they've had a left-wing Labor a government for over 20 years. It's actually a Labor Greens coalition government. It's where all the public servants live, off the living off the the, the government taxpayer uh, teat. And so, it's not surprising uh, that they uh, they voted yes. Obviously, uh, what uh, blew a lot of people away was uh, Victoria uh, voting no, and it the. The areas with the the highest yes votes uh, were the inner city uh, seats in Melbourne and Sydney. The seats where Indigenous Australians actually lived all had overwhelming, overwhelmingly no votes. So That's ne- interesting, isn't it? The difference, though, uh, there was uh, there was put out by the yes campaign uh, the results from the remote polling booths in the Northern Territory where 21 of 22 uh, remote polling booths where the AEC rolls into town with a van, uh, they voted yes. Though Jacinta Price, uh, she was asked about this uh, by uh, Patricia Carvelis of all journalists uh, and she said that there's a lot of uh, uh, push polling uh, by uh, the associated uh, camp- campaigners that come in with the the AEC, and obviously there is uh, there was a lack of understanding about what what the voice was was actually, and so they would have been a population right to manipulate into a a yes vote. There were also reports uh, from aged care facilities that uh, dementia patients were okay. pushed into a yes vote. Uh, so obviously uh, Indigenous Australians, they don't just live in remote communities, they live in regional areas. So in the towns of uh, Alice Springs and Catherine in the Northern Territory, they were all no, solidly no. I saw Rove McManus giving a last-minute appeal um, before the weekend on, is it the project, his show? or Yes. Yeah. So he's the executive producer of that show, which hardly anyone watches. But really? No one watches it. Because, it. because it keeps their, I guess, news quota up, and obviously it has a, a loyal left-wing uh, fan base. But... Rove, uh, like all of the Australian comedians, uh, they were yes. They they wrote yes on their hands and posted them on on social media. Oh, they uh, they are finding it hard to process. They they can't understand. Oh, it was just a simple advisory uh, body. Why why did Australians 
vote no. And then there's, of course, being uh, some left-wing activists. Like they, They've had victories the past three years, the Australian uh, left. Uh, so since- they're used to being victorious, right? Yes, but they lose this vote and they lash out at Australia, say it's our uh, day of shame. Uh, Australia is still a, a racist country that can't uh, reconcile its uh, colonial past. Uh, Marsha Langton, who was... Uh, one of the the architects of the voice uh, she said that uh, reconciliation is dead although the th- i when i first came on your program i described reconciliation it's meant to it's it's never meant to have an end point because then the the grievance and the gravy train and yeah, stops so uh, I, I would be happy to call for the end of reconciliation because well that also implies uh, that uh, there is division when there isn't and we've had a we had a statement put out by a group calling themselves uh, uh, the aboriginal australians who uh, supported the voice to parliament they have called for a week of silence uh, to mourn the results and uh, a calling for the aboriginal and torres strait islander flags uh, to be flown at half mast for this week which the Yarra Valley Council in uh, Outer East Melbourne, uh, they obliged, even though that area voted no. And they also uh, flew at half mass uh, the Australian flag and uh, the LGBT rainbow flag. Oh, well. it's so dra- drama, drama, isn't it? Eh? Just yeah, drama. E- even though uh, the, the no vote uh, for The Voice doesn't cancel out the yes vote uh, for same-sex marriage uh, during the postal survey six years ago. So I don't know why they put that at half-mast. But that's another reason why there was this hubris on the progressive left. They thought because there was the the strong yes vote in the marriage survey, which wasn't a referendum, it was a non-binding, basically asking the people's opinion, uh, because that was uh, 61.6% yes for same-sex marriage, uh, 38.4% no with 79% participation because it wasn't compulsory. They thought that, the progressive left thought that, well, we can just... uh, have the same uh, success uh, with this uh, voice. And obviously, Anthony Albanese, when he won the 2022 election and Labor governments, when they get elected, uh, they always make this mistake thinking that uh, uh, this this means a, a new uh, progressive era where they can usher in social change. And so Anthony Albanese got up on election night and said he would embrace the Uluru Statement from the Heart in full, which is Voice Truth Treaty. And so Father Frank Brennan, who's a social justice uh, Jesuit Catholic priest, uh, son of a former high court justice, he was a yes, but said it was the hubris of this government because they were unwilling to to compromise or negotiate with Peter Dutton. Uh, he's He put at the beginning of the year 15 questions that he wanted addressed about uh, the voice uh, before he would make a decision. Uh, they weren't answered, and that's why he and the Liberal Party uh, came out against, although there was a rump of Liberals for yes, uh, which was led by former Attorney General Julian Lisa. Uh, currently at the moment, uh, his, uh, his Sydney electorate 
of Barara in northern northern Sydney. Uh, that is at uh, currently at fifty three percent no. Uh, Bridget Archer, uh, she is she was a Liberal for Yes in Tasmania. She's called uh, basically a, what's called a Lino Liberal in name only. Her election. Okay, I like that one. <laughs> voted uh, no, uh, sixty two to thirty eight percent. Uh, there was a number of uh, state Liberals uh, for yes in New South Wales, including the opposition leader Mark Speakman, uh, the former uh, deputy Liberal leader at the state level, Matt Keane. Uh, so they all look very foolish. And one of the National Party MPs, uh, Andrew G, uh, he resigned uh, from the National Party at the end of last year uh, because uh, the Nationals came out against the voice and his electorate of uh, Kalia uh, was uh, 72% no uh, to 28% yes. Uh, so they're all looking foolish now and really, really mis misread uh, the Australian community and their electorates uh, big time. What about the voting forms? Because I thought that that might be a problem, you know, how you could have a tick and that would be counted as yes and across wouldn't be counted as no. That obviously had no bearing, obviously. No. And uh, there were, there was a lot of people saying that uh, they were they were very confident. I was one of them that uh, no would easily win unless it was rigged. <laughs> Even with those obvious uh, little things that favoured uh, the yes, yes vote electorate, electorally, such as the counting a tick as a yes, but not a cross for, for no, uh, ha probably had a marginal impact at, at best. I, it made no impact uh, the, the fact that the yes campaign had uh, more volunteers on the ground. The polling booth that I went to in uh, southeastern Melbourne, uh, where I live, had two yes volunteers, no no volunteers, although my electorate of Holt voted no for the voice. Uh, so did the, the neighbouring electorates where I grew up in Flinders and, and Dunkley. Uh, they were all no's in outer southeast Melbourne. Uh, so I'm in uh, no country. Uh, I'm very comfortable in this part of Melbourne. The, the, the inner cities, that's sort of the no-go zones here in Melbourne, they were all yes, including the the, the teal electorates. So, so they are the ones that won uh, the seats off the inner city liberals. So they were still all pleased with themselves. The teal independents, well, our electorates voted yes. So good luck to the Liberal Party uh, trying to uh, win them back. The the results doesn't mean that well. It's a fatal blow uh, for Anthony Albanese's prime ministership, though he has shot himself in the foot. Though that doesn't always kill somebody uh now the 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 labor hardheads say say get back to bread and butter issues uh so cost of living and the the energy crisis though obviously their uh, labor economics and labor energy policy they're certainly not going to lead to any any anything uh, becoming more affordable uh, but Anthony Albanese in question time today he still he's, he's still hung on to his uh no regrets that, oh, I kept my promise to the 
uh, to the first 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 nations people with the uluru statement uh, from the heart uh, so he still can't let go and of course he lashed out about uh mis disinformation on referendum night uh, saying that uh, you all know here in the room you media that the uluru statement from the heart is not is not 26 pages it's one page and so there's still you you he read a speech that was clearly written by somebody else, uh, but he is really not not handling it well either. I would say, and if he yeah. basically it remains bitter and salty uh, like the yes advocates, uh, and doesn't get back uh, to the the bread and bush, butter cost of living issues that affect real Australians and Indigenous Australians as well. Uh, then the polls will turn against him. And uh, it'll be interesting, the first few uh, polls in a couple of weeks after after The Voice, because we have uh, federal parliament uh, back uh, this week. And, Has John Farnham said anything? Uh, he's still uh, recovering uh, from uh, throat cancer. Okay, uh, yeah. Uh, certainly his, uh, his uh, iconic song, I would say You're the Voice, is no longer iconic it's been ruined for a lot of people well, that's the risk you take isn't it when you no, it's I, probably I, his song in terms of it's sung i don't think he wrote it but yeah it's identified with him yeah as i as i, as I mentioned to you uh, there was a, a couple of musicians who came out in support of no uh, so kamal obviously he started no switched to yes and then back to no and then angry anderson the lead singer of uh, rose tattoo uh, so John Farnham is off my Apple Music, and it's uh, it is Angry Anderson and and Rose Tattoo now. Okay, well, we wish um, obviously some sort of recovery for John Farnham. All right, so that's intriguing. Now, I believe that Dictator Dan has been spotted outside of Australia. Where was he seen? Uh, so Peter Ford, uh, Australia's uh, best entertainment reporter, who called out uh, all of the the out of touch celebrities who <laughs> backed yes. Uh, I'm not sure if he took the photo or it was forwarded to him. Uh, that uh, Dan Andrews was snapped at uh, JFK Airport in New York. Okay, yeah. Uh, what uh, what we all suspect will be a, a taxpayer funded uh, consular position. And he's also uh, grow started to grow a beard, uh, which I guess is a, a new disguise, uh, because there would still be some expats in New York who, who would uh, recognise him. New York being a liberal uh, city, where a lot of them probably still wear masks, uh, probably they, they they'd probably like him over there. So he well, they didn't take long, did it? They didn't no, take long. We all predicted that he would flee uh, Victoria, <laughs> go somewhere where he wasn't recognised, and could uh, blend in uh, to uh, to people who think like him. You'd always recognise those eyes, though, wouldn't you? And the ears as well. He was known as a <laughs> for his big ears as well. Okay. Uh, so, uh, though we're happy in Victoria uh, that uh, he's no longer governing over us or ruling over us more like it and i think that i i have a theory that he deliberately resigned before uh, the uh, vote 
on the referendum because yeah. he didn't want the rebuke with uh, Victorians voting no because he's always uh, trumpeted that Victoria is the most uh, progressive state. Well, it was the state with the the most yes votes, <laughs> yeah. well, proportion of yes votes, but still, still in a minority, not over fifty percent. So. So he's sort of gone to ground in a way. Yes, <laughs> which is what we wanted. We 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 yeah. was even though he uh, resigned, retired on his own terms, won three elections. The fact that uh, we no longer have to see him at a press conference, lecturing, hectoring, uh, <laughs> wasting our money, uh, making. Uh, R- rules and restrictions on our lives uh that's a net positive and i don't know if there was an anti-dan factor in the voice that well that uh this could be victoria voting no at the beginning of the healing process for victoria that okay, we're in yeah. post and andrew part of the healing process era. i'm i'm very optimistic uh I do hope that the, that uh, we can now turn around uh, the well uh, begin to dismantle uh, the Aboriginal industry superstructure ruled by the Aboriginal elite. So those who've been around for decades, such as Marsha Langton, uh, Noel Pearson, I think they should retire. I. Marsha Langton, she actually promised no more welcome to countries uh, if the voice failed. So we hope that uh, she keeps her word in that. I also hope the AFL, uh, no more welcome to countries uh, before games because they, of course, backed the voice. And uh, Noel Pearson has said that he'll be quiet if uh, if uh, the no, no result gets up. And obviously, Jacinta Price, uh, she she has now emerged as uh, she's still relatively young uh, in her in her forties. Uh, she is now a I would say the the most prominent uh, Indigenous voice, and uh, obviously, uh, she had a voice before, and she's still got a voice. She's in the the federal parliament. We have eleven Indigenous uh, parliamentarians at the federal level. And uh, there's even obviously uh, the the conservatives who were who were campaigning no for the voice. They they think that she's prime ministerial material, but she's in the wrong chamber. She's a senator, not in the House of Representatives, and right. she's in the wrong party. She's in the the National Party, not the Liberal Party. Uh, but she has uh, she's now a basically a well she 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 was on her way to becoming a, a australian political rock star during the campaign but she i reckon she carried up more than uh warren mundine and plus she is more uh, warren mundine is much more of a centrist when it comes to uh it, it comes to things like treaty and uh uh, reconciliation, all that sort of things. Uh, Jacinta Price's National Press Club address will go down in history uh, as as memorable. Uh, she slapped down uh, the 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 narrative uh, that uh, colonisation has been bad for Indigenous Australians and uh, dismissed the concept of intergenerational trauma and actually uh, was willing to actually do real truth telling. Uh, that uh, it's actually indigenous traditional indigenous culture which is the problem and that is what's le- that is 
a large part in the the violence and uh, sexual abuse and other uh, crime that goes on in uh, those uh, rural and remote Indigenous communities. Right. And uh, that's what she's focused on, the the practical outcomes. Uh, Because the thing about uh, these uh, these, uh, communities which, well, uh, are ruled by land councils under uh, traditional owners you can't see the the quotation marks that i have i mean i don't know how these traditional elders and uh, owners and elders are selected uh, but they they're basically governed like communist countries and obviously there is a lot of there were a lot of communists uh, who were advocating the the voice including part of the official yes campaign such as thomas mayo uh, teela reed marshall langton has a a communist uh, background so certainly I would like to see, well, uh, that it, it, those uh, remote communities, we want, we want them to have the same rights that we do. Uh, they should be able to own their own property, uh, start their own businesses. They shouldn't be just uh, welfare ghettos where uh, people, there's no hope or opportunity. I think we really need to have a conversation about uh, whether it is in the best interests welfare of the well, the, the the people that uh, the indigenous people that happen to be born into it they should have the choice uh, if they want to live and have the opportunities with the with the rest of us because that is a lot of what the gap is if you live in a remote area or even if you're non-indigenous and live in rural and regional then you are at a disadvantage you don't have the opportunities access to services in the cities as well uh, but uh, as Anthony Dillon, another Indigenous uh, no advocate, said there has to be some tough conversations about what's really needed to, to close the gap. And it's going to put a lot of the Aboriginal elites out of out of a job, off the gravy train. And we need to stop this romanticisation of uh, traditional aboriginal culture because obviously the abc you get the uh, the the good uh, good sanitized version which is smoking ceremonies didgeridoos right yeah sorts yeah. of things yeah well it sounds like the money's there what did you say 44 billion is spent 40 billion or 40 that's a huge wad of money and you can bet some of the people involved in in that gravy train are doing pretty well well, Noel Pearson, uh, his Cape York initiative has got over $550 million uh, over uh, over the years. Where's the money gone? Yeah. Uh, we, it's no, n- there's no progress in closing the gap or improving the welfare, uh, the, uh, the living and health conditions of those people living up there. Okay, I think we've hit our time wall. I wonder how long it will take Qantas to take those stickers off the planes. Anything they're doing them right now as we're speaking, probably. <laughs> I saw a, I saw a, a around my town today. I saw I saw a, a boomer lady still wearing a, her yes badge. Uh, so, oh, she didn't realize the war was over. Although it still wanted to to virtue signal, uh, so you know, I I voted yes. I was still on the right side of history, even though I'm actually on the wrong side of of history. Uh, uh, they, it's sort of like a it's it's like a mask 
uh, how the people still wearing masks. I, I still care about COVID pe keeping people safe. You can probably now guarantee that uh, that uh, those still wearing masks probably voted yes. Yeah, it's like those people who still have I'm vaccinated badges on Facebook. They're still carrying those. All right. Um, good to chat again, Tim. That was a great um, wrap of, of the aftermath of The Voice. So thank you for that. We're going to be taking a break next Tuesday, so we'll see you in two Tuesdays. We'll see you then. Hopefully, New Zealand uh, has a has a has a government by then. Don't hold your breath. <laughs> Although it's over here, it's uh, been reported as well. Uh, the the Labor Labor government are uh, getting smashed uh, because of its unpopularity in the post-COVID era. Uh, the, of course, the the Australian left uh, they they say, "Oh, Chris Luxon, evangelical Christian, he's like Scott Morrison." Or... You would hardly know, mate. <laughs> Played yeah, that one right down. That's the reports uh, we're getting from New Zealand into Australia yeah. uh, about your election. All right, we'll talk in two Tuesdays. Tim Wilms from the Unshackled.net. Thanks so much. Thank you, Paul. RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio.